If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you, and a very special Erev Shabbos it is, because in actual fact, this Shabbos tomorrow is an extraordinary sort of time. First of all, it's Shabbat Mevarchim, we blessed in the month of Sivan. And of course, Sivan is the month which contains the Ten Commandments, which contains Revelation at Sinai, which contains the fact that we as a Jewish people were given the Torah, were given the law, in a very special act of relationship between ourselves and God Almighty. It's also the Shabbos that comes before the festival of Shavuot which, in fact, is the same thing. We both bless the month of Sivan, and it is Erev Rosh Chodesh. On Sunday is Rosh Chodesh Sivan, tomorrow being Erev Rosh Chodesh. Normally we would be reading a very special Haftarah at Shul, but it's a special time, the day that leads into Rosh Chodesh. And for these reasons and many more, it's a special Shabbos. And if it's a special Shabbos, it's also a very special Erev Shabbos. It's a time that each and every one of us is thinking about a great many important things. Who would believe, who would believe that we are about to celebrate the festival of Shavuot and we're still in a situation of lockdown. We're still in a situation where movement is restricted. It's a time that we still have to look within ourselves, within our own immediate environment to find inspiration, to find guidance and to find some sort of purpose and meaning in all of this. And while, of course, each and every one of us has a different environment, and each and every one of us is able to reach out and to look around and to hear what the rest of the world is saying, technology has brought us to a point where it's fairly easy to communicate with groups or individuals around the world where there is so much out there. Nonetheless, there is that restriction. And while, of course, there is talk, about lifting these restrictions, we have to be exceptionally careful here in South Africa, here in South Africa, while, of course, the decision to have the lockdown brought about a great many benefits, and we have to be thankful to government for having the courage to do just that, despite the fact that it cost the country enormously in terms of the economy. Nonetheless, nonetheless, even if those restrictions are removed, South Africa is still way behind the rest of the world in terms of the so-called curve that has to peak. And this is why we have to be extremely, extremely diligent in maintaining all sorts of safety measures, whether it's masks or washing hands, or certainly keeping social distancing, doing things that will protect our lives and the lives of others. But it's Erev Shabbos. Who would believe the week would run by so quickly? And it's time to talk about the Parsha that we are going to, well, learn, study, and tomorrow learn and study again, perhaps in more depth. The Parsha, of course, is the opening Parsha of the fourth book of the Torah, the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers. And it begins with God counting the Jewish people. And as you've heard me say a great many times, counting is a very powerful expression of God's love to us. Each and every single individual, despite any qualification, any definition, 
the fact that he or she is there, each and every single individual is counted. Because our relationship with God is extremely personal. Hashem not only looks after us as a people, not only looks after us as creatures upon earth that he brought into being, but he looks after us in a very specific and particular sort of way. Each and every one of us, given our shortcomings, given our strengths, given our talents, given our problems, given our challenges and opportunities, each and every single one of us is guided by Hajgacha Pratit, individual divine providence. And this is why the book of Bamidbar, English name being, of course, Numbers, when God counts the Jewish people yet again, our commentaries tell us it's because of this intense love, the intense connection that God has with each and every one of us, not only as a people, but individually as well. And while we talk about the tribes, and while we talk about the entire community of Israel at the time in the wilderness, this message of counting each and every single individual is extremely important because it brings to mind a concept that often we make great mistakes with. And that is we think to ourselves, why? Why does somebody else have it so easy? And I have so many challenges in life. Why does somebody else seem to glide through the difficulties, the changes? Why does somebody else have that ability and I don't have that ability? And while, of course, it's extremely foolish and dangerous to make these comparisons one in another, the fact remains that God gives each and every one of us a specific bundle of opportunity and challenge in life, as well as giving us the ability of dealing with those issues in our personal set of circumstances. And yes, there are a great many differences between the lives and lifestyles of one and the other. Yes, it often does appear that someone else may have it easier. First of all, we never know that. We never know, what, know what's going on in the heart and in the secret of one's life. But the fact remains it often appears that others do have it easier. Easier doesn't mean much. Easier means that that individual has been given a specific set of challenges and opportunities as well. Each and every one of us. God counts. And when he counts, he looks at each and every single one of us. And he says, I have given you a complete package to deal with your life. And this is a parsha that we almost always read before Shavuot. Because as we approach that incredible festival of receiving the Torah, of becoming not only a people, but a people who have been given the unbelievable duty and privilege of fulfilling the Torah and knowing the Torah. We think to ourselves, how do we go about coming to this incredible point? How come it's numbers that introduces that concept? And the answer, of course, is because each and every single one of us had to be present at Sinai. No one was missing. Each and every single person, each and every single soul, until the very end of time, was personally represented at that incredible moment of revelation when God gave us the Torah. And this is why it is the individual that is highlighted in this particular festival. It's the individual who was counted at the beginning of the book of Bamidbar Numbers to remind us the importance of the individual, 
the presence of the individual, and how each and every single person counts. But more of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Shavuot. We're talking about the individual relationship that each and every one of us must have with God. We're talking about numbers, how God addresses each and every one of us individually. But listen to this. This relationship that we have with God is in fact something which God himself initiates. Because as he talks to us at the moment of revelation, giving the Torah at Sinai, the terminology that he uses is not the collective you as a people, plural, but he speaks in the singular, I am God, your God, singular. In Hebrew, of course, we know that terms and words can either reflect individual or singular or collective. In the Ten Commandments, he uses the singular to highlight the fact, to underscore the fact that he is talking to each and every one of us personally. Now, this is something which is very difficult to imagine. Standing there are thousands, millions of people, and throughout the ages, so many more whose souls are standing at Sinai as well. And yet God, despite the millions and millions and millions that he is addressing, he talks to each and every single one of us, individually and personally. He says, because what I'm telling you, of course it affects everybody. Of course it's part and parcel of your communal responsibility, your peoplehood responsibility as a nation. But the way that this thing works is by understanding that you and I, says God, you and I have a personal relationship. And as I am addressing you personally, similarly, you should be addressing me personally as well. The idea of individual prayer, the idea of reaching out to God Almighty as an individual, of course it's collective in terms of our prayers, the study of Torah coming together in great numbers, in huge numbers, but it is the contribution of the individual that makes that collective work. It is the special relationship that he has with us and we have with him. And this is something which is so important to understand, because when you think about it, there's something quite interesting about the festival of Shavuot. We have three major festivals, the festival of Pesach, the festival of Sukkot, and the festival of Shavuot. Now, we all know that the 15th of the month of Nisan is the first day of Pesach. The 15th of the month of Tishrei is the first day of Sukkot. Come what may, comes the 15th of Nisan, it's the first day of Pesach. Come what may, the 15th of Tishrei, it's the festival of Sukkot. Whereas Shavuot, no date in the Torah is mentioned as to when it should take place. Theoretically, it could take place on the 6th, the 5th, the 7th. won't go into the calendar structure at this particular time. But in the Torah... It does not specifically mention why the festival of Shavuot doesn't have a specific date. It says, you shall count 49 days. And it's as if you have counted 50th, and that is the day that you celebrate this particular festival called Shavuot. Now, this journey of 49 days 
is a highly personal one, yes. We say the same prayer that everybody else does. But we are expected to go through that journey, to go through those 49 steps individually. And it's halakhically possible that an individual who hasn't counted properly ends up having Shavuot either a day early or a day later than everybody else in the community. Again, I'm not going to go into the whole halakhic discussion, but if it's somebody who crosses the date line and has an extra day or loses a day, it's his personal accounting and therefore his celebration is on a specific date relating specifically to his personal journey. And this is something which we have to understand. Shavuot is a time that the Jewish people collectively stood at Sinai and received the Torah. It's a time that we stood there as one. Millions of people as one person. But it was each and every single individual that had come along those 49 steps in order to stand at Sinai and receive the Torah. The date is not mentioned in the Torah. The date is the result of our personal experience preparing ourselves for this particular festival. We don't find that with Pesach. Whether you're prepared or not prepared, the 15th is Pesach. We don't find that with Sukkot. And there's a lot of preparation to make during those festivals, before those festivals. The Sukkot, the Lulav, the Etrogets. But comes the 15th, that's the day of the festival. And this is something that we have to understand. Shavuot is altogether different. Because while those festivals are celebrations of incredible moments in our history as a people, coming out of Egypt, liberation, freedom, becoming a people. Sukkot, the whole journey through the wilderness, etc., etc. Great moments, great celebrations. Shavuot is altogether different. This is the day that we made this particular bond with God. We made this type of relationship that is incredibly powerful, turning that nation into the specific great people that we are, and more so our personal relationship with God is developed on that day. Shavuot is the day that we receive the Torah from God. And in so doing, God is entrusting us with a beautiful treasure that he has held for millennia. In his holy treasure place. Shavuot is the day that he takes it out and he gives it to us. He says, this is for you. This is the day that we make that bond. This is the day that we make that connection. And that day, for you it can be today. For somebody else it can be tomorrow, theoretically. Because the collective power of becoming the great nation that we are depends upon the specific and individual contribution of each and every single person. No one is excluded. And therefore, different type of circumstances tell us that there are different types of responses that each and every one of us has to make. Yes, there are common things that bind us. There are so many things that make our lives similar, but then there are specific situations that God gives me and no one else. He gives me opportunities, he gives me challenges, he gives me situations, he gives me strength and the ability to deal with it in a growing, contributing manner.
each and every single individual has that unbelievable power. We have to understand it about Shavuot. Because then we understand what it means to be who and what we are as a Jewish person. It's not only some sort of general commitment to Torah and mitzvot, the study of Torah, the fulfillment of God's commandments. It's that as well. But more importantly, it's the relationship that we develop to the one who gives us the Torah. And in so doing, we accept wholeheartedly the challenges that he gives us. And therefore, it's unnecessary to look at others and say, how come? This is my path. This is my duty. This is my challenge. This is the great gift that God gave me that I am able to make this eternal contribution to all the people all the time. This is something which we have to think about when it comes to the festival of Shabbat. It's not only a great celebration of a moment when God gave the Jewish people, in fact, the entire Torah, the world, the Torah. It's a day that he gave each and every single one of us that incredible, incredible gift, that incredible duty, that incredible privilege. This is something that we must think about when we study the Parsha and the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers. It's not some sort of, well, number, X amount of people in this tribe and X amount of people in that tribe. Numbers, as I said before, indicates a highly individual, personal relationship with God. And that gives me strength, that gives me power, that gives me dignity, that gives me honor, that gives me purpose in every single thing that I do in life. This is why the Shabbos is so very important. It's not only the Shabbos that we are going to bless the new month of Sivan, the month that contains the day that we receive the Torah. It's also the day that reminds us so specifically and individually that it's a personal, a personal achievement, a personal connection that we develop with God as well. And this is why the month of Sivan, our commentaries tell us, can be translated to the word Sivan in different ways. The Samach can be changed to a Zion. It's a month of the Zivan. There is divine revelation. There are the rays of godliness that come into the world. There are those special communications from God himself, resulting in this moment of unbelievable greatness, the moment of, of well, revelation at Sinai, the Torah itself. But there are other specific rays. There are specific divine emanations and revelations that are directed to each and every one of us, personally and individually. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about developing this incredible personal relationship with Hashem as He does with us. And this is why He speaks to us individually. And this is why it's connected to the book of Numbers, counting each and every single individual. We're talking about this personal relationship with God and how He speaks to us individually and how each and every one of us makes this personal contribution to the overall concept of peoplehood as a Jewish people nationhood as a Jewish nation, and in every sense of the word, the individual contributes majorly. 
Now, it's important to understand why, of course, this is a highly personal and individual festival as well. We mustn't be selfish about it. We have to share and share with others. Interesting story. Each and every single month, our Kabbalists tell us each and every single month has a specific tribe connected with that month. And who is the month? What is, who is the tribe that is connected with the month of Sivan in which the festival of Shavuot takes place? Zvulun. Now we know there were two brothers, Zvulun and Issachar. Issachar were the scholars sitting and studying Torah all day. Zvulun were the traders, traveled the world, traveled the seas, doing all sorts of business enterprise in order to support Issachar. And that is, he said to Yisachar, we will support you fully if you give us the benefit, the schut, the merit of half your Torah study. That bond, that relationship, that partnership was created. Now, one would think that being that Torah is the wisdom of God and is a profound study in the fullest sense of the word, the tribe that should be connected to Sivan would be Yisachar. No, it's not Yisachar. It's Zvulun. Zulum were traders. Why are they the ones connected with, identified with, this particular month that has the festival of Shavuot? Because Zulum, it's not as if they didn't study. They studied as well, but their primary occupation was traveling the world, traveling the seas, bringing and taking things from their homeland to other places in the world. There's a symbolic message there. Even though Shavuot is a personal festival, we have to take our knowledge, we have to take our personal Yiddishkeit out of the immediate realm of our own environment. We have to share it with others, and even those who are far away, where you need ships, where you need all sorts of, well, very sophisticated travel together. And even though, as I said before, this is a festival based upon personal achievement and personal development and personal contribution, it is not self-centered. It is something that we develop within ourselves and we must share with others. And now, of course, is a time that sharing words of Torah, ideas of Torah, good thoughts, good actions, now is a time more than ever that we have to share it with others while we are isolated, while we are in lockdown, while we are in a situation of restriction. Now is a time that we have to take that which we have and share it with others. Externally, of course, and certainly spiritually. Now is a time that we have to think about those who are far away. And not only geographically far away, halfway around the world. They could be right next door to us. Are there people who are in need? Are there people who will depend upon us? You can't only think of yourself. Spiritually as well. While as I talked about this idea of Shavuot being a highly individual and personal festival, and this is why there is no date mentioned in the Torah, it's also a time that we have to reach out spiritually to others, and not only to offer support and strength, and comfort at a time like this, but to share that which we know, because ultimately we are all bound together. Yes, individuals, and we develop an individual relationship with Hashem as He does with us. But at the same time, 
We have to realize that together we make the entire structure whole and complete. And this is why we are obligated to share with others, materially and spiritually. You heard of Lord. You studied something. It impressed you. Pick up the phone and share it with others. Start a Zoom. Start a conversation. Call friends or family. Call people that you know and say, guess what I studied today. And I'd like to share it with you because you and I were both together in this thing. And this is not something which is unique to South Africa. It's not unique to Johannesburg. This is worldwide. And communication can take place worldwide in an instant today. You know, all sorts of methods, all sorts of platforms where we can reach out friends and family around the world. Now this is the time. Those who are geographically close or distant and those who are spiritually close or spiritually distant. This is the beauty of this festival. On the one hand, it highlights the highly individual relationship that we have Hashem with Hashem and He has with us. And at the same time, It highlights the collective responsibility of giving and sharing and ensuring that the entire structure is intact and no one is left out, no one, God forbid, is forgotten in any sense of the word. So while we're sitting at home, the Shabbos, tonight, tomorrow, whether it's around the Shabbos table, having a meal, whether with, well, only one person eating by yourself or even with a number of people in your own home, Remember, share a thought, share an idea. Before Shabbos comes in, pick up a phone to somebody and say, listen, this is what I've studied today. I would like to tell you about it. When we sit and study tomorrow and read tomorrow in the private shuls of our own homes, think about this majestic relationship of the individual and the collective and how they interact. How on the one hand we can achieve this incredible, incredible personal relationship with God and at the same time contribute toward making sure that the entire structure as a people is intact and whole as well. Next Friday, of course, is the festival of Shavuot, so we will be together. So in addition to wishing you a good Shabbos, I want to say to each and every one of you, have an exceptionally beautiful festival of Shavuot. It's a time to achieve so much. With your family, sit down and read the portion of the Ten Commandments that we would normally read in shul, whether in Hebrew or in English, and talk about it. Share ideas. Discuss it around your festival, your Yontif table. So to each and every one of you, may it be an exceptionally special Yontif. Chag Sameach. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos.